Oh, man, I am so slow in the morning. I don't move very fast at all. Hey, here's the guy in the in the jacket. Hi, guy. I, I drive past him every day. I've mentioned him before. He's, he just, I don't know, he's walking with a stick. I don't know what he's doing, but he's a neighbor. He lives nearby, and he's got, like, one of those bright yellow jackets, just in case I don't see him. And uh, he always waves without actually looking. He keeps looking forward and just kind of waves back. So I, I still wave back at him like he can see me, but I don't know why. Anyway, hi, friends. How you doing? Welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. Was that more Spanish? I think that needs work. I imagined it so much better in my head this morning as I was, like, thinking about what to talk about. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be very Spanish this morning. It's going to be amazing, and you're going to you're gonna kill it. Everyone's going to be your friend. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Um... Nope, didn't work. Um, I mean, it was okay. It was fine. I'd say it was like an 8 out of 10 Spanishness. Totally fine. Anyway, uh, last night was a baseball game. It was a lot of fun. Had a good time with the family and a couple friends. Uh, my Our friend uh, Jeannie brings her daughter, Cheyenne, who like, she loves me. She doesn't say it out loud, but she loves me. And it's fantastic. She's a fun kid. Uh, and Alec is my nephew. He's great. All that good stuff. Um... So that was fun. Philly's lost. But there was a kid named Reese who spells his name weird, or his parents spelled his name weird, R-H-Y-S. He's, you know, people trying to do weird things, I guess. And uh, he got his first home run uh, in Major League history, which is awesome. It's, it's nice to see someone's milestone. His family was in the crowd. It was adorable. It was a real good time. So anyway, with that... I mean, I guess there's a segue. I don't know. I could try to find a segue. I wanted to talk about effort, trying, um, trying new things particularly, um, and the things that we tell ourselves that stop us from trying those new things. Um, I think I think it's an interesting topic in general because I see it all the time, especially since I work in kind of a corporate setting. I shouldn't say kind of. It's definitely a corporate setting, but our marketing department is... It's more like an agency. It's a little looser, but the corporate structure is still very much there. There's still people, um, there's still processes that get in the way of things, and it makes it very difficult to try new things, uh, and I'm very much trying to instill the philosophy of just putting things out there. We need to try things, and I know big companies are so worried about perception. It's like, you have to make it so that your worst is better than their best, so that when you're trying new things, it's... You know, nothing can really be bad. The only way you can really screw up is if you put, like, a Nazi flag on a Facebook post. And even that is fine these days. Sorry, that was a bit of cynicism. <laughs> um, anyway, I wanted to... I kind of do this stuff off the cuff, so, again, fair warning. I'm trying to, like, figure out how I necessarily want to present this. And, um, I don't know, it turns out it's helping me because there was, like, over 200 listens yesterday, which was awesome. Uh, that, that feels really great, and I really appreciate that. Um, and, but, uh, you know, I'm not the best at rem- remembering things, so if I even wrote a script for this... I used to write a script for my other podcast, the Zero Laugh Track podcast, uh, which is a comedy podcast, where I was trying to write a full script, and the script came out great. I just couldn't execute on it because I wasn't, like, reading fast enough, or I would have to take time to practice it, and I, I just felt like I didn't have the time to do that. So I, I was more comfortable doing things off the cuff, even though maybe I missed some things or I forgot stuff, 
Um, but my memory has always been terrible ever since I was in college. Uh, well, ever since I was a kid, but in college is a good example of where I had a art, art history class that we just had to remember the names of the painter and the, um, the year that it was painted. And I failed that class twice, <laughs> which is not, not one of my proudest moments in life, but I was just so bad at memorizing that stuff. I, at, by the end of the second class, I was like, I know I didn't do good on that. Is there something else I could do? And she said that I could go to the art museum and, uh, she gave me like a, a sheet of like paintings just visually. And she said, just go to the art museum, find these paintings, write down the details and then you're good. So I was like, awesome. So I did that. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately it was at the detriment of something else, some more serious in life, but I'll tell that story some other time. So without further ado, let's kick it off. So I, got, I hope you guys like the theme song. You should definitely click the, the link in the attribution to check out their SoundCloud account. It's a fantastic track. The whole thing's really great. It's a nice homage to Philly, my hometown. And I should probably talk closer to the microphone. <laughs> um, it's a nice homage to Philly, my hometown. And the love that goes into that city and it's just got an attitude and just fair warning the full track has some explicit lyrics if you can't handle that sort of thing just just a heads up so hi welcome again to the c-note audio extravaganza this is the podcast version so uh for those of you listening on anchor i know there's some extra call-ins that came in last night and i'll post those after i'm done with the podcast version uh, of this episode. I want to get some people on Anchor who aren't listening on Anchor and uh, to still continue to provide a podcast version that's available on iTunes and all the other things that you can use. I use Pocket Casts for podcasts. I really like that. That is my favorite way to listen to podcasts. If you have a favorite, I'd love to hear yours. Uh, either DM me at uh, Rival My Design or on Anchor. Leave a call and I'd love to hear how you listen to podcasts. I mean, Anchor is the way I guess you listen to podcasts these days, uh, if that's the case. But, you know, maybe you listen to traditional quote-unquote podcasts uh, these days. It's weird to say traditional podcast because podcasting is still, like, new. It's been over for, for, like, a decade. Not over, but it's been around for over a decade. And that's that's weird unto itself. Man, time moves fast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit today day about effort and trying new things. Um, first part being effort in general. I mean, th this one is like easy. <laughs> if you want to get something done, you have to put the effort into it. Like there's no, sure. You can maybe take a little shortcuts, but you have to kind of be aware of what you might be sacrificing when you're doing that sort of thing. Um, and I guess it probably helps for me to cite examples, but I'm not very good at that either, so sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess that's a problem I've had with um, podcasting in the past, is like, I'm not good at citing things. I just can't, you know, in reference to what I was talking about in the first section, is like, I'm not, I'm not good at remembering 
quotes and details and little things. I, I you know, I'd always rather be the person delivering the quote, I guess. Um, I'd want people to quote me <laughs> as like pompous as it sounds. Uh, that's what I would prefer to just, I don't know, just do that. I'm not good at that sort of thing. Plus you can always like trust every quote you hear on the internet anyway. You know, memes are the win. Abraham Lincoln, like he could totally do whatever, as long as it's not as obviously bad as that. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to even trust quote attributions anyway, for me. Uh, I, I like the meaning behind things, and that's kind of the same thing with uh, with like religions and higher powers and stuff. I prefer the message as opposed to who's saying it. But anyway, effort. I keep segueing. I'm like totally distracted this morning. Um, a little bit wired. I don't know. But effort. Yeah, you gotta try. Just do. Just do things. This this podcast is gonna be very succinct because it's it's a concept that's like very basic and very easy to understand, but, but also understandably difficult to execute. You know, we get distracted, we give ourselves excuses for things, and we just don't get things done. But the only thing that drives me nuts is when somebody will not do things that they are perfectly capable of doing and still complain about not having the things in life that they want. I mean, if you're a person that is complaining about those things, if you're complaining about life and complaining about not having the things you want, then and you're not showing the work, or you're watching Game of Thrones and talking to me about it, and that's totally Gary Vee-ism. Um, if you're watching, you know, Netflix for hours on end, or wasting time and still being dissatisfied with your life, then, I don't know, make a change. Put some effort into things. I'm going to be a little bit uh, condescending here. I apologize. But when it comes to effort, I feel like it's one of those things that particularly, I guess when I talk about complaining or whining, I guess, whining more specifically, because like we all complain a little bit. We talk about people and things and judgments and life and politics and social happenings, which is understandable. But when you whine about your life to people and just want somebody to reaffirm what you're saying, as opposed to telling you, Hey, you're not putting in the effort. That kind of sucks. really should have made this podcast about my memory because it's so bad that I had something, I had like a real string of thoughts this morning before I got in my car that I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be funny and interesting. I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to make references to like Full House and All in the Family. Oh, Archie and stuff like that. And nope, totally forgot everything. I forgot. Well, I forgot the thing that would lead me to it, which was like a Bob Saget quote from one of his early stand-up specials where, um, because he's usually very, very, very dirty joke comedian, like almost too much, definitely too much, um, which is interesting for Danny Tanner, <laughs> but um, he, I don't know, there was one time where he said something kind of actually profound. Um, but again, I'm sometimes I remember what comedians say. That's if anything, I'll remember that. But it has to has to be in my brain over and over and over again for me to remember it. Like my long term memory is way way better than my short term memory. Probably from a lot of drinking when I was in my early twenties. There's a reason I stopped drinking. And maybe I'll tell that story one day. It's a very long story. It's like worth its own podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I totally forgot. So eh, whatever. Anyway, back to trying an effort. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm actually trying new things as we're doing this, so I guess I'm living the dream. 
as the kids would say. Uh, do the kids say that? I don't even... I have no idea. This is a totally manic episode. I apologize. Or you're welcome. I don't know, depending on your perspective. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of trying, um, first of all, there's the effort aspect that I was kind of talking about, and I, I want to hammer that home a little bit more. Like, you have to do things. Like, it, the only thing you're, the only way you're going to get anything done is to do things. Uh, it kind of drives me nuts when somebody invests all of their life into just trying to win the lottery. It's way more practical to put effort into like building a business or building an idea or honing your skill set to be able to do that in the future. Like, it's, it's <laughs> it, the, the math, it just isn't there. <laughs> you know, you're, you're better off keeping that dollar in your pocket. You get a better return on your investment if you're keeping that dollar in your pocket, even if you use that, even if you use that dollar towards ice cream, it's, you're, you're using it for something better than potentially winning the lottery. It's like, you gotta remember that you're paying for a chance, a very, very, very slim chance to win something, where if I put a dollar towards ice cream, I'm getting something. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, he's got, maybe someone's got better math than me out there as to how that works or or maybe or maybe uh putting that dollar towards winning the lottery is worth it i guess it depends on what your net worth is and all that stuff anyway yeah keep i keep getting distracted so effort <laughs> uh trying things trying new things you really got to be willing to try new things that's the first thing um you know once you have the, the effort and the will to do things and you're you're kind of getting yourself to a place where you can do things as often as possible. You know, you're honing your skill set to be able to allow you to to experiment. You know, you master the basics and then you try all sorts of new things. You you give yourself the room to explore, experiment, and kind of be aware of what's going on in that field as well so that you can maybe learn what the trends are and then try to exceed them, try to push things into a different direction, essentially. Um, that's A lot of people hold themselves back when it comes to trying, when it comes to attempting new things because they're, they fear judgment, they fear that somebody might not like what they're trying to do, or they, which is going to come with the territory. No matter what you do, someone's not going to like it. Someone's going to listen to me rambling and going off course, and they're not going to like it. Somebody else might think, oh my god, this is amazing, he referenced Archie Bunker. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's another thing. You know, if you try new things, you can find out if people like it or not. And if they don't like it, if the consensus doesn't like it, you try something else. You know, or if you're doing it for yourself, then I don't know, keep going. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter. Um, with me, when I'm working with a corporate situation, it's more psychological trickery and trying to get people to try new things. But also because of the fact that I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing, I just throw things out there and see what sticks. And so far we've been doing fun new things. And they're like, wow, we should have done this a long time ago. I'm going to admit that I named an earlier segment uh, with uh, called Don't Watch Game of Thrones. Just for, just for ROI. Just for, just for SEO purposes, rather. Not ROI. Well, I guess it is ROI, but for SEO purposes, not going to lie, totally going to own that. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to mention Game of Thrones, you got to put Game of Thrones in the title. That's just, that's just smart. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
uh, what am I doing? <laughs> this morning is like both exciting and rough. I think for me, I like, I, I figured out if sometimes you have those mornings where like five minutes before you wake up and you're kind of groggy and you're sort of waking up, but you're not. And you're like, ah, I think I've got 20 minutes, but it's really like two or you think you have two minutes and you really got 20, one of those types of mornings. And you, you figure out like five minutes before you're supposed to wake up. It's like your body figures out how it's supposed to sleep. It's like you finally find the comfortable place. You're like, oh, everything's finally quiet. And I can finally focus. And I can finally sleep. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's unfortunate. That's, that's no fun at all. Anyway, um, so yeah, trying new things. You, you gotta open yourself up. You gotta, you know, for, for, to allow yourself to try new things, you really do have to master the basics. You have to get really good at doing your job well. That way it allows you the room to do things and do things fast and to do things quickly. Um, the way that you can get away with trying new things is with being so good that you're, you're trying new things doesn't affect the time spent on those new things. You know what I mean? Like you're not spending so much time experimenting that is getting in the way of business or getting in the way of, of the, the goal of the bottom line. You know, for instance, we were doing one of my first tasks in my, my new job, which is really not new anymore. I'm past the 90 day mark, but, um, we had this online commercial that we've been working on and because I'm really quick at what I do, my art director, my creative director wants to sort of mitigate the time expectation by sort of stretching things out. And for me, I, I did a daily vlog for about 40, 35 days-ish. Um, so I was going out there, taking footage on my phone and via two cameras and recording things uh, every day for about 35 days and then coming home at night and editing it, producing it, picking music, cutting it, throwing it on YouTube and doing everything every single day. And that was, I did that on purpose to both test myself and to see if it would like stick to see if people actually liked it. I wasn't too happy with it. So I kind of stopped and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rethinking it right now, but, um, that was a good chance for me to hone my skills and to work on the video editing side. And actually doing that was a means to show my current job, um, that aspect of what I can do in my portfolio. Um, but doing that every day and putting the work in allowed me to hone my craft so much that it, it, I could do a video every day. I could take stock footage and put it together and make a coherent video, throw some voiceover over it, throw some music on it. And I could do a commercial a day. I, I can like a quality commercial, a good, good piece of work. Now, when you're in a corporate structure, people are going to nitpick and you're going to get too many hands in the cookie jar and I'm about to sneeze. Ugh, ugh, oh, woo, ugh, okay. I'm one of those people that hold it in. It's like a nightmare for everybody else. <laughs> I'm fine, but everybody else is like, stop it. Don't do that. Your face is going to explode or something. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't like spewing everywhere. So it's fine. I'll deal with the consequences. It's cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Doing a vlog every day helped me hone my skills and really kept me in a place that 
that allows me to try new things every single time. Like I was, you know, I was, I was, as I was exporting something, I would think like, oh, you know what? Maybe tomorrow I'll try this because I'm doing the same, like the process is kind of the same and the, the, the efficiency of the process is there. It allowed me the time and the opportunity to try new things every single day. And, uh, you've got to, you got to give yourself the room to be able to do that. So I'm going to wrap this up in the next segment. Anybody have that problem where the, like the play button bounces up and down? I don't know why it does that. It's like a code issue. I mean, it's kind of cute when you look at it. I'm not going to look at it because I'm driving, but, um, I noticed it and, um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of adorable. I kind of like it as long as it actually works and it, it works fine. It doesn't really affect functionality. It just kind of, it's, I don't know. It's just a funny little thing, but anyway, my, um, so my vlogging story is, I'd say that's a good example of how you should be sort of treating your processes. You know, when you're trying to do something frequently, such as like social media graphics, video, campaign, a daily vlog, if you're trying to do a show like this, or a, a show on YouTube, or anywhere, like, don't be so concerned with being fancy. Everybody wants to have, like, okay, another good example. I had someone message me, because I do a lot of consulting, I do a lot of free consulting, because I kind of just want to get my name out there and have people know that I'm available for that, and I'm just going to keep doing it until one day somebody says, how much do you charge? And then I'll go from there. Um, that's kind of how I'm treating it. Treating it. Ugh, it wasn't even a difficult word. Um, so somebody messaged me and asked me about starting a YouTube channel. Um, I felt my voice getting too high there. I had to stop. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so they asked me about their YouTube channel and um, they wanted to start one. They wanted to, she wanted to talk about. Um, and she's super talented. She's smart and does a lot of writing. And uh, she wanted to start a YouTube channel that was talking about like movies and production, um, but from like a feminist perspective and film and uh, film reviews and things like that, um, which I think is a good idea. I mean, it's something that people will listen to. There, there's a there's a niche niche for that niche 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 niche. Um, Niche, quiche, niche, quiche, niche, quiche. Um, so I keep I keep distracting myself. <laughs> I'm like a big I'm a ball of fire. Um, I've got improv this weekend, so hopefully I'll be able to get that out. Uh, so she messaged me and she was asking me about starting this YouTube channel. She's like, "What should I do? I really want like how should I approach this? I really want like a nice intro and lower thirds, and um, I want all these graphics on screen." I want to be able to have transitions and all this stuff. I'm like, are you capable of doing all of that? Or do you know someone that can do that? I think she was trying to, to, to nudge me and ask me to do it. And I mean, I'll consult for free, but I won't do work for free. Um, and, uh, which consulting is work. I understand that too. I'm trying to, trying to build up my brand in terms of the consulting side. So I told her, I was like, um, I don't know you, but you should just start it. You should just, just put it out there. There's a, a channel called emergency awesome on YouTube that does a fantastic job. He talks about comic books, comic book movies, game of Thrones, uh, stranger things, 
things like that, uh, sci-fi stuff. And, um, all he has is like really simple, like two second title card. That's a blue screen with like emergency awesome that fades on it. And then he talks for about a minute, just him on screen, not even a minute, just like 20 seconds of him on screen to saying, Hey guys, it's Charlie. We're going to talk about blah, 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 blah. There's this thing that came out. Let's go. And then he just cuts into screenshots, literally screenshots. Maybe he'll do clips. If there's a trailer, he'll play some of the trailer. Um, but, uh, he doesn't have any fancy overlays. There's no names on it. There's nothing. He's not fancy. He's, which is great. It's just straight cuts. And he, he, he produces like crazy. He puts out two or three videos a day. Um, if you download the vidIQ extension, you can say, you can see that he's making mad money with the amount of followers he has and the, uh, because he's talking about something that's super popular these days, comic book culture, he's making bank. Um, and so for her, I told her, I, sh I gave her that same example and I said, just don't, don't worry about it yet. Uh, you know, if it's not something you're quite good at, um, don't worry about it. You don't have to have that to build credibility. If the content is good, then you can add those things over time. People will appreciate the added production value, but nobody expects that these days. You have that, you have that uh, advantage that that people don't expect that. So you could just use your phone, record yourself talking, and put it out there. So I think it's safe to say that often we end up judging ourselves, many of us judge ourselves way harsher than somebody else will, which is interesting. It's kind of like this weird catch 22 where like you're worried you're judging yourself because you're worried that other people are going to judge you as well. Um, or judge you just as harshly as you're judging, judging yourself. In most people, most cases, people just want the content. They don't care so much about the window dressing. Um, as long as it is like not absolute garbage, I guess you could say. I mean, there is, there is a quality bar. But it doesn't need to be anywhere near as fancy as you think it is, which is interesting for me to say as a designer. Um, you know, it's a lot of designers are perfectionists, and I've talked about that in the past. Um, there's a previous episode where I talk specifically about perfectionism, which I think if you're interested in this topic, you should go listen to that one because perfectionism drives me nuts. I hate it so much. I think it's useful in some cases. But I think often perfectionism ends up dragging things along way, way longer than they need to be. And I think what has helped me in my career is subverting that, making sure that you're meeting the not necessarily minimum quality standard. Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do good work. I'm saying that you should improve the, the time that it takes to get to the good level of work, to that 75 to 80% good enough level uh, as quickly as possible so that you can just put it out there. Honestly, 80% of what you think is good is like 100% of what a lot of people, a lot of other people think is good, particularly if you're a seasoned designer or video editor or somebody who knows a lot about comic books or film or giving self-help advice or you're a trainer or whatever, often your expertise and what you know is far greater than what somebody else knows. And that is what you're trying to provide is the content, the details, uh, the, the specifics of what it is that you know. But something like if I were to 
design something. If somebody asked me to design a flyer, I could probably do it in in an hour or less um, and do a great job. And I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm just confident in my ability. Um, Whereas it might take a young designer or a novice a few hours, and that's fine. But the reason that I'm here talking and the reason somebody puts tutorials on YouTube or shares their expertise through books, whatever, is to help you get to that same point. So you've got to be willing to allow yourself to get there because that is the goal. That is the place that you want to be. You want to be able to get to that point where you're producing super quickly. And um, yeah, I mean, all right, I'm running out of steam. (laughs) Uh, But the idea here is like, really get yourself to a place where you're super good at your work, that you can produce content so quickly that you're able to throw stuff out there and just try. Particularly if you have a channel like this, a station like this, where you're just talking, you're trying to figure things out, trying to figure out a structure, trying to figure out a a way that people resonate, a thing that people resonate with. And, um, you know, same goes for YouTube, or if you have a social campaign, you're trying to market a product, you know, throw things out there and see where things lie. Um, You know, it's funny, again, with the corporate structure, a lot of people freak out because, you know, people are generally scared for the jobs and they want to do a good job and make sure the product is successful. We had a recent product launch. It was really a service launch. Um, We call them products for some reason. Uh, It was a service launch and um, it's been like less than a month and they're already like, nobody's signing up. What do we do? And, you know, it's good to make adjustments, but it's usually just like, all right, let's look at the landscape. And there's usually not enough information to make judgments about who the audience is and things like that. It's like you have to let the market tell you what they want. And in order to do that, you have to throw feelers out there. It's like in poker, if you need to find out what card someone's holding, sometimes if nobody's betting, you have to throw a small bet out there. Even if you don't think you have the best hand, just to see if, see where other people are at, if they raise, if they call, if they fold, just to see um, what the situation is. So I think it's the same in business. It's the same in personal branding and marketing. Um, You got to throw feelers out there to see what the market wants. And the only way to do that is to just keep trying, keep trying new things and see what resonates. All right, that's it. I'm stopping there. That's enough. I can go on crazy tangents forever, but I hope that was valuable in some sense. Um, I would love to hear what you do to try new things. Um, and, and maybe if you have any stories about how you thought things were going to go one way, meaning how you assumed maybe uh, demographics of something or um, you know what people might resonate with, and you put it out there and you're like super excited about it, and then you find out they really liked something else. Um, that you did. And, um, I'm kind of just waiting for that moment. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody's been unknown until they did something that make them known, made them known. Um, that's a quote from somebody, but I don't remember who said that. I put it on my LinkedIn page. I'm pretty sure that had the attribution. So you can go there if you want, find me there. (laughs) It'll be a good time. Um, anyway, so I want to wrap this up. I, I think putting in the effort is probably the most obvious but it's amazing how obvious it isn't. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who are just like sitting around and doing nothing and complaining that they're getting nothing. It's like, well, 
it's 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 not some ethereal thing. You just can't will uh, ice cream into existence if you want it. You have to go get it, <laughs> and that's like the loosest sense. But I mean that in like a work sense. Like if you need if you want something, you got to go for it. Um, you know that's why I like I I worry so much about putting too much empty faith into something. Um, you know, uh, again, I talk about religion a lot and I, I, I worry that I alienate people by doing that. I'm not judging. I, um, I have way more respect for religion and its purpose than I did before, but I also still, still am concerned, uh, when it comes to any kind of faith or, or superstition or anything like that, um, paranormal, supernatural stuff that people put too much faith into that and they don't actually do something. Um, there was a story that was told in the book, uh, in the show, or the movie, rather. Ugh, that was a through line. Um, the Pursuit of Happiness. And I actually heard this story before then. It was actually, I think it was a religious thing. Um, maybe, Travis, if you're listening, you can chime in on this one. Um, there was, like, a flood, and people were on a roof, and a boat came by, and... Uh, they were like, hey, get in. And the guy on the roof was like, no, I'm good. God will take care of me. And then the boat left. And then the ocean waters kept rising. Another boat came. And um, uh, and he's like, hey, get in. And the guy was like, no, I'm good. God will take care of me. And then the ocean levels kept rising and rising and rising until he eventually drowned. He went to the pearly gates, talked to Peter, and then eventually met with God. And uh, and God was like, what's wrong? You You look kind of glum. And, uh, the guy was like, I, th I thought you were going to save me. What happened? He was like, I sent you two boats. <laughs> so you gotta be willing to get in the boat. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta put effort in. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think there is the cautionary tale there. That's interesting. Oh, that's a bus. I don't want to die. Don't kill me. Um, anyway. Uh, so if you have any further tales like that, that could be kind of interesting. Um, but don't put any blind faith into anything. I think it's good to make sure that you're taking responsibility for who you are and making sure that you're putting in the work, trying new things, being so good, so good. And I love this. And I kind of came up with it myself. So I'm taking full credit and totally patting myself on the back for this one. But your worst has to be better than their best. It, it, that's what you should be at least striving for. That's the way I look at it. Um, my bare minimum has to be much better than someone else's hours of effort. That's the way I look at it. Um, cause I want to kill it. And that's, that's just what I am. That's just, I'm competitive. I, I want to be number one in that ranking. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. I really don't care, but I do care, but I really do care. You know what I mean? Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast version of the C note audio. Extravaganza. Um, I hope you will, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just look for me, Rival My Design, on all the social channels, including Snapchat and things like that, too. So if you want to hang out there, that's a good place to go. And if you're listening on Anchor, uh, give your feedback and call-ins, and uh, if anything resonated with you, feel free to stop the broadcast and ask the question in the moment. I'll get back to it later today. I hope you have a good one. Love you guys. Peace out.